0: Chapter 28 – Leaves Remus doesn't really explain much other than saying he'll tell Sirius whatever he can once there at St. Mungo's the next day. He's suspiciously quiet the remainder of the night, never sleeping, staring up at the ceiling as Sirius sits cross-legged on the bed and gazes at him, eyes steadily filling with a glare the longer the silence stretches out around them. None of it makes any sense and it hasn't since the beginning. Sirius wants answers something Remus seems to at least partially have but refuses to give in any capacity that quells Sirius's building rage, blood boiling beneath his skin as the night passes by, sunlight eventually streaming through the parted drapes of the windows, bouncing golden rays over Remus's body that Sirius had worshipped not that long ago but can't bring himself to even consider touching now. By the time they arrive at the hospital, Sirius is seething, teeth gritting in his mouth, held tightly against the accusing words that threaten to tumble out. He follows Remus to the ward containing his unconscious form, hovering at his back like a vengeful specter of death, a silent entity that's as foreboding as a colossal storm gathering on the horizon, a harbinger of casualty and doom. Remus pulls his wand without a word once there beside Sirius's bed, the ward once again empty of other moving figures. He glances at Sirius briefly, appearing nervous and uncertain and something in his expression softens Sirius the smallest amount, stifles his slashing rage to more manageable levels as he watches the other man's hand move toward his head and then work down his body, one twirling in intricate motions and patterns, forming a spell that Sirius can't discern from sight alone. What are you doing, hisses Sirius, keeping his voice low, though he isn't sure why. There's no one around to hear them and they wouldn't be able to discern his words even if they were. Testing something, responds Remus, sounding distracted. I found this spell a while ago while I was looking into things for you during slow periods at work. And you didn't tell me? Remus shakes his head a little, an idle motion. I wasn't sure how to make use of it until now. I'm still not certain it'll work, but… He trails off, eyes flickering back to Sirius, puzzling something out. You mentioned your head keeps hurting. Sirius nods but Remus is already turning away from him, wand moving back to Sirius's head on the bed, the tip pressing against his temple. Sirius twitches with the sensation. Remus remains silent for a while, focused, unblinking, like he's watching something Sirius can't see. His wand finally falls away, arm hanging limp at his side. Someone's obliviated you, he mumbles dolefully. What? Cries Sirius in outrage, Remus looking back at him warily. They tried, at least, he murmurs, almost more to himself than to Sirius, thinking out loud. It didn't take correctly, only erased partial pieces, but I bet that's why you can't remember most of that night. Sirius's eyes narrow. You still haven't told me what you know about that night, he levels at the other man, and Remus stares back at him guardedly, biting the inside of his cheek. His eyes flicker to Sirius's body and then he's moving, leaning over it. He shifts the blankets and sheets to the side, exposing his side, and then his fingers are hooking into the white trousers, tugging them down, Sirius's hip now on plain view, along with the scratch that looks different than it does on himself, slightly more healed but still angry and red, deeply defined. What is it with you and that scratch, demands Sirius, shivering a little at the feeling of skin against skin that doesn't feel like his own but still somehow does, like there's a disconnect he can't line back up properly. It's just a wound, Remus. I think there are more important things to be focusing on here, don't you? Remus shakes his head, his eyes turning a bit pleading. You don't understand, serious, he says quietly. It's important to everything. I'm the one that put it there. Sirius stares at him, uncomprehending, and Remus sighs, almost like he's giving up a little. I didn't remember either, not enough, not until I saw it, but I, I was with you that night. I was at that pub. Sirius's brow furrows and Remus seems to wilt under it. It was the night of the full moon and it was, bad. I was hurting worse than usual and my head was filled with, that part doesn't matter. It's part of it and I've learned to deal with him, but that night, I couldn't, explains Remus, no longer looking at Sirius, his eyes planted on that exposed scratch. There are times when drinking helps, and it's not always the best idea because sometimes it can affect me in a worse way, but I was beyond the point of caring. I still had a few hours before the transformation, so I went out, found that pub. I didn't pay much attention to the people around me, just kept drinking at the bar. Someone sent me a few and I didn't question it, but I lost myself a little, which, is a dangerous thing that close to the moon. I knew better. I went to the loo before I left and someone else stumbled in. I never got a good look because it was dim and I was out of my head by then, but it was a tall bloke, dark hair. I remember his laugh. Remus's eyes flicker back up to Sirius's then, a sort of desperation in them that nearly makes Sirius keen on the spot even as he teeters with the realization. He was the one that kept sending the drinks. He'd watched and followed me in, and I just, I let myself go. Remus rubs his hands over his face with a brutal force that makes Sirius wince, still watching him avidly, trying to remember. Flashes return to him as they have this entire time, but nothing concrete sticks, remaining a jumbled mess in his head, strings tangling over a dangling puppet, feet winding in with arms as they struggle for freedom of their knots. It wasn't nice or kind. It was rough, but the bloke didn't seem to mind and I couldn't, I didn't have much control by that point, continues Remus a bit desolately. I should have left earlier, but I didn't. I scratched him with my nails. I remember panicking about it once I did leave, But there was nothing I could do about it then. Remus looks back at the mark on Sirius's hip. I should have left. I should have stood up and walked out the door when the music stopped and the voice started, but I didn't. I stayed, listened to all of it, went to that laugh, and then I left, that voice singing opera wedged into my memory. Sirius sucks in a sharp breath, recalling James's words about Sirius's antics that night when he'd gone home to Lily and Harry. His eyes refuse to blink as they look at the scratch over his pale skin and then drift up to Remus, his irises the color of drying leaves in autumn as they cling to life on trees trying to shake them free. It'll never heal, serious, says Remus apologetically, referencing the scratch. That's why it looks the way it does. It was too close to the moon and too deep. It'll scar, always be there, but I think, I think it's why we're connected like we are. I think it's why I can see you, talk to you, touch you, even while no one else can. There's still so much that people don't know about werewolves, even us, the ones living with the curse, and I think it's because of that scratch that whoever tried to obliviate you failed, but I can't explain why any more than you can." Sirius's mouth works silently as he stares at Remus with a mixture of amazement and bafflement. He's just beginning to form words when the ward doors swing open, Sirius snapping his head around, eyes widening when he sees a furious James storming in their direction.